I'm like a hit maker. Like, you know how you like, I always think it's super weird that like, you hear somebody who's British or Irish. Like, I, I've been listening, y'all, y'all ever listen to Foy Vance? I don't think so. An unbelievable musician. Like, singer-songwriter, you know how singer-songwriter in Ireland is like a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Damien Rice, all that. It's like a, it's right. like a, that's a thing. But no. he talks and he has the strongest Irish accent of all time. Like, it's unbelievable how yeah. strong his accent is. And when he sings, like, he could be from Detroit. That's like, hilarious. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So people sing sometimes, and you can't. I don't, yeah, I don't know how they do that. Yeah, a lot of people with us always were blown away that after we got off stage, we sounded like we do. Like, in Seattle, when we moved out there, we'd sing our set, and then they were, like, shocked. They, they thought. South Carolina accent. Yeah, we're su- all of a sudden, they're super southern. And I guess they didn't convey and sing it. Yeah. No. Sometimes We're, British people do, but sometimes they sing normal too. But like hardly yeah. ever. We're going down the side of a mountain right now while podcasting. We're gonna be dead. Yeah. Where I do, we're we're going to die. Have the, yeah, and it's unbelievable. It looks like Hoth. Yeah, this is like Dune or something crazy. Would you be mad to die like this, like like podcasting? Yeah. In between San Diego and Phoenix, or would you would you rather die on an airplane or die like this? I would not rather die on an airplane than almost anything. Why is that though? I mean the you know just the experience part of. But it. here's the thing: if you die, like on I'd air- rather get eaten by alligator than be in a plane crash. That's crazy to me. Okay, so I used to be deathly afraid of airplanes, but to me, this <laughs> is worse to die like this because you if you die in an airplane, inevitably. You have a, like a minute or two of free fall, yeah. which is yeah. agony. Instant death, though, when you die. This is like you could get your leg ripped off and your right eye torn you're out. And in you the have desert. no ears, yeah. and you're out here, and there's nobody for miles. That's way worse, uh-huh. surely. Yeah, now, it is. Do you I, think if we went off a side of a cliff and we were podcasting, do you think while we're screaming that we're going to die and all that, you think we would keep the mics on our mouths? I'd try to. Yeah, you had to try. Like you think we would be talking, like still kind of podcasting? This is so bad. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! This is unbelievable. But but, but it's a huge but, mountain. But lasts surely, forever. but I'm surely, I'm tired. Surely, it's worse. God, let it in. To die of pain. To die of to pain. Die of pain. Yeah. Well, the problem is you don't die of pain. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you just have it. Dying. But, and you dying, mean like but dying Christ for a little bit. Dying in pain. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I agree. We talked about this earlier this week. I'm not afraid to die. Yeah. If I'm the lights go out, that can't be. That's, that's just, fine. That's fine. Yeah. I'm afraid of procedural. Yeah. The, the, the procedures yeah. that lead to death, I'm yes. afraid of. That you're afraid of being in the experience of agony. I, don't, I know there's medicine. Like, if you're having procedures done, surgeries, exploratory testing, there's medicine that make you not feel it, but I'm afraid of the procedures. 
Not even the pain, just the procedures. I am most afraid of inescapable physical pain. Like, that is the thing that has always been the scariest concept. Yeah. But if you're in a hospital, they're going to keep you comfortable. I don't know. I, well, I have, a, can. I have a, a fruitier point of view that says that possibly when you are sedated for surgery that oh, this will only God. make you feel worse. Oh, here we go. I don't want to hear this. Okay. <clears throat> go back to I what, what you're you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like it's terrifying to think about like what you would have to go through to be to get on the way to death. Yeah. Right. The yeah. procedures. And you think that is what drives things like hypochondria is the thoughts of between, I mean, you know, because hypochondria, hypochondria is not about death. Is that correct? Or is? I mean, I think on the surface, it's surface it's about death. But when you really get open that can of tuna fish. It's, it's about things that happen on the way to death. Yeah. Yeah. I always think, like, what bothers me is thinking – I I believe I think I need my death to be epic or I won't believe it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to be eaten by a panther. I just can't like I can't imagine that it, my whole life went all the way and I did live through all this shit and everything and then I made a left turn out of my street and I died. That's what it was. That just like that it all it was always headed to that street turning left. You'd rather have a plane crash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean like if I'm gonna go, no, let's, but let's, yeah. otherwise I'm not gonna believe it. I don't know if I'm gonna be gone. You'd rather you have a plane crash going from like. Believe you. Hold on. I don't die. He's afraid that if he doesn't believe his death, then he stuck not being able to die. I can't. Like, <laughs> so you become. I'm I serious. can't believe it all came down to Cheryl okay. T-boning me when right. I turned left on so the curve. In that avenue. case, you might your fear might be that you would in fact become a ghost or apparition that didn't believe it had died. Is that you think that's what? No, you're I think I'll just keep on. I don't even think like ghost or hunting. Death? I think I'll. Yeah, just it just. Like your body gets ripped apart by, at the car wreck. You know, there's multiple, but, but there are potentially multiple realities. Right. You know, uh, uh, infinity. You, yep. You one, you went right. One, you went left. Whatever. I think that maybe I've died billions of times, but it was so <laughs> stupid the way I died, I couldn't accept it. And so, so you're in here. this universe. Yeah. Yeah. I just. But I'm don't you think ghosts could be that? It's like, so like if you don't accept your death, right? That is ghost. That's in the ghost lore, right? Like, they already have a whole yes. lore for that. Yeah, like, but, I, but I don't think I don't it wouldn't think be, like, did. haunting. I think everybody would still see me and all that stuff. I just think I can't, I can't accept it. That's so kind of like, that's kinda like uh, we watched that movie, The Northman, and, yeah. and, and there's a show called Vikings. And so that whole, their, their spiritual belief is that if you don't die in battle, you don't get to Valhalla. Yeah. So that's if you don't, an epic way of death. That's just, what I'm saying. That's, yeah. So you mean, like, plane crash, or you you got to be fighting yeah, somebody? It, it, no, yeah, maybe. One of those, like, I'm like, oh, my but God, plane, this you, is, yeah, like, I'm in the woods, and there is a bear, and I'm having to, it, uh, he got me. But Some, a plane crash isn't epic. You're flying from Champagne to well, Boise more, for a tour. That's not epic. That's stupid. Well, they're so no, rare. Right. They're yeah, so yeah. rare. Yeah. I mean, that makes it more you know, epic there's, there's and rare. There's no doubt you're going to die. Like, I mean, that doesn't seem, like, this just feels like something simple. Like, I couldn't have. A plane falling out of the sky, you know you're going to die. But turning left on the street, almost always you never die. So I just yeah. go, that just doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like uh, the it's kind of uh, like uh, the it's kind of like the free climber, rock climber people. Yeah, you know they get this level of adrenaline that they can't ever achieve. Y'all watch that movie Free Solo? Yes. Oh, I haven't seen it. Um, but I don't and also I the Alpinist, watch. I told Matt to watch. But um, they can't. They know they're going to die. Yeah. Like they've they, already accepted. They've accepted death. That the time and it's just comes. a matter of when that happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's where they're but once at. you've already, once you've already done, achieved certain things, 
you you can accept that, and yeah. then you have this bonus state. Like you already accept that I could die climbing this mountain or yeah. right. living a crazy lifestyle, or I've been drinking so you know, like I've lived so long, I drank so much, it doesn't. I'm just, you, if you do enough, somehow you feel like you're in the bonus. Yeah, yeah. it's and hard to die, die now. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to die now. Like hard so, my hurt. hypochondriac anxiety thing is based around my heart being afraid I'm gonna have a heart attack or. Uh, artery clog or whatever and as you start googling shit that's what i do WebMD. that's the worst which you might as well just it's hell it i is mean hell you can you, i mean if you have a headache you have cancer oh yeah yeah right. if you have chest pains it's a hundred percent heart attack there's no yeah. chance it's gas or yeah anxiety or little the, stress the modicum yeah. of other reasons you get chest pains it yeah. is a heart attack it is a heart the attack. widowmaker so I saw a cardiologist a couple weeks ago, and he told me there's all these veins around your heart that, like, most people. And he told me this. This is crazy. He said most people get chest pains. Most people on Earth get chest pains regularly, but they don't talk about it. There's these veins around your heart. It's like you know, you get a pain in your shoulder or something. It's a lot of times it's just a vein that goes through some ligaments or just something and just off or pinches a little bit. Or he said something. that's why most people have chest pains, right? Yeah. yeah. And then as I'm seeking all this medical care for this anxiety shit people they can do heart transplants pacemakers yeah like someone was telling me a story a nurse or somebody was telling me a story about how their dad his heart would stop and he would pass out and they would just just kick back in and he would just Good like God. and they ended up being able to fix it or whatever like crazy dude that's wild like it's hard to die now like yeah. there's so much advance yeah so what you're saying is you want to die of a surefire way of dying. Uh, just, there's no way out. You want to get I, bit by it. a fucking rattlesnake in the yeah. desert. Yes. It's you like wanna... Jack's at the end of Sons of Anarchy. He knew. He knew. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, but he knew what he had to do, and I, it's kind of the way I got to go. I got to go out on a motorcycle, like people, cops chasing me. There's nowhere <laughs> to go. I think, and so I turn around. I, I light a cigarette or something. I smile. It's funny. Uh, I was listening to. Uh, the Sal Volcano and Chris, the Chris, I forget what his last name, two comedian podcasts, whatever. But Sal is the, one of the guys from Impractical Jokers. And they were telling plain stories. And they were like, have you ever been on anything? And he's like, yeah, we thought we were going to die on one of the planes. It was a smaller jet where it was just the all four or five of the Practical Jokers. I guess it's four of them. And they were flying from a gig somewhere, like maybe Minnesota or something like that. They're everything's fine. They're all cutting up and everything. And then the pilot says, "Something's wrong with our gear, Holy and shit. we can't tell if the front wheel is down. We have no idea. We're gonna swoop down, and hopefully they can tell us if it's down or not from the tower or whatever. They do it. They can't see it for whatever reason. The tower weather can't see or something. It. Yeah, yeah. They just cannot tell if it's down. So he says, it, "This and the, this is what's interesting about it." They're asking, well, what was everybody doing? And he said he couldn't stop himself from crying. He was just crying. He said the other guy was, like, really nervous and, like, trying to think it through. The other guy was doing it. And then the one guy, he only made jokes the whole time. Really? Nice. He started, he was singing. Which uh, guy? I think what? he started singing La Bamba because they're, cra- they're playing. He started going, <laughs> yeah, la, yeah, la, yeah. la, 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 La Bamba. And, he, and I mean, and That's they really all, amazing. they didn't have service, but they knew when they got low enough, they could text Right, and so they all had a message ready to go. Hit seeing if they started hearing sparks or flames. Or anything. I have a story like that. Anyway, yeah. let me finish though. 
the van, the wheel was down and they all lived. But the entire time they were yeah. in the yeah. worry before of you that. do that, I say that happened to me one time too. The they wheel, didn't, they oh, didn't, that's right. They didn't know if the wheel was going to come down, so there was all these emergency vehicles on the ground waiting for us, and I had to put my hands on the seat in front of me and brace. Put your head down and brace. Oh, you had to be so. Scared. And everybody was like, freak, not like screaming or freaking out, but everybody you could tell everybody was like, the energy jumped pretty high. Was it quiet? Yeah, well, kind of, and then mumbly, and then quiet, and it got real quiet when we were going in. Oh, I bet. But then they landed. The, the wheel actually ended up coming down. Yeah, same and all with that. them. But anyway, I yeah, had a we we were when we were recording to find the great line. So this would have been 06, 07. We did um, drums in Atlanta. And then everyone took our old van to uh, Hartford or to, to Springfield, Massachusetts to do everything else. And I, I wanted to go home, so I flew. Yeah. And I got on the plane, and I hadn't eaten. It was like a late flight. And I was like, smelled like food, kind of. Like cooking. And back then, they used to have, like, you could order a meal. And I'm like, can I order food? And she's like, oh, we don't have any food. I'm like, what's that smell? And the flight attendant, she's white as a ghost. She goes, we're trying to figure that out. And then 20, sec- 20 seconds later, the plane started plummeting out of the sky. Like, you can hear the engines, but it's like, you know, it takes like 30 minutes to land. Yeah. We landed in like six minutes. Jeez. And the flight attendant, the, 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 sorry, the, the pilot comes on. And he goes, there's been a fire in the cockpit. Our defroster caught on fire. So we put it out with a fire extinguisher. We don't know the integrity of our systems. Shit. And, and what happened was super, what reminded me of it, which is super interesting, is like I had a text ready to go. A lot of people uh, did. Yeah. I had like a Nokia Razor. As soon as we got, you know, low enough, you could send it or whatever. But it was so weird because people were saying goodbye, to like in, in praying, like different religions. Yeah. Hail Marys and stuff and like. It was wild. We landed fine. Like That's crazy. It was fine, but it was like what people do in that moment is the most interesting to me. Oh, yeah. yeah how people handle it. I mean. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking about that on the way out here because I told you, you can tell a lot from a person how they sit on the airplane, like where they put their, their arms, yeah. if language, they're considerate yeah. of the person next to them, if right. they don't really think. You know, yeah. there's a whole lot you can tell from a person within minutes of sitting oh, beside second, yeah. second seconds yeah. and so that's interesting because so, and then something like that happens and then the real like even more the real them comes out yeah, like yeah. what they do and say the lady in like, the middle i was in the window and the lady in the middle we prayed together yeah she was crying i'd be praying my ass her, off she was probably yeah. in her 50s yeah we prayed out loud together but her husband and this is what i thought was this is what stuck with me the most her husband didn't say a word to her yeah Oh, or to really? me. Oh, wow. she goes. Yeah. He was in the military, so he's used to stuff like this. I'm like, he's been in a fucking plane crash. I didn't say Damn that, it. but yeah. it was that's so wild. strange. He was probably no, six, that's something 60s, weird. and he just was like, yeah, so weird. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. It was like, I think that's the thing too. Like when you're really faced with your own mortality, you do the, the things that you might laugh at in movies or shows or whatever. Like that was cliche. I think that is just what you do. You do yeah. pray, whether you're praying or not. Yeah. You know, you do. You Maybe you scream. You, you act like, you know, uh, there, you just go to the thing that, yeah. that you've always seen. That is the truth. It seems cliche in movies, but it is true. It's weird. It's built in the way you're going to react or something, but, you know, you would, you would be looking for different, 
ways to cope, but that fascinating one is the joke one, right? Yeah. What yeah, is that? that? Is. What is that? The one where you are looking for the joke in that moment, like that. Right. That to me is really crazy that somebody's that you know the more you're able to do that is that's something. how he processes it i process pain yeah i mean we all do that sure, but i'm just yeah. saying at what level do i go to not able to joke anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. see i don't know right. like i feel like you know. i feel like being around you like you're serious to a point when something gets bad yeah oh and then sure. as soon as it's, it's the like, fastest possible time to get back to jokes but as soon yeah. as it's a joke though for me somebody who me, like me who's anxious and i've had a hard time in the last week you were real serious that first day yeah but then as soon as you saw, like, the color come back to my face, you yeah. were like, all right. Now we can have fun. But that helps, though. Yeah. So that right. is a coping mechanism, but yours is maybe healthy? It might be. I probably joke a little too much. But Sometimes but be, it's hard for people to know when I'm serious. You wouldn't joke in a situation like that. Toby would no. go into survival. Yeah, I don't feel like you would be singing La Bamba. Like, right away, he'd be super. Oh, yeah. Like hyper focused on what do I do? What do I do? What do we do? Toby and I 100% and that would be trying to think about out of the box solutions for how you might get something to make the thing. Can I climb down there and talk? We try and talk to the pilots. I would be asking the pilots what they already had thought through (laughs) as scenario. I'm pretty pretty mechanical, bro. Let me help. Just like, well, have we thought of everything? That's all I would be thinking. Like, what else? Have you my buddy on a Cessna? What y'all doing up here? I like thinking of Aaron on that flight. (laughs) <laughs> just because your anxiety and stuff, you like. What if you had access to a parachute and you opened the door and you jumped out? But as you're, you're like, I lived. Fuck, fuck y'all. And as you're floating down, you realize the plane's landed and they're gonna be on the ground. And you, <laughs> you're like, oh shit, it's totally fine. And they land and you, then and you, you land, float down after they're down. on the ground. <laughs> That's a perfect analogy for my life because I'm the guy that, like, runs to the hospital way too early. You know, oh, everyone's boy. like, you're 39. It's not time yet. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, we'll see you in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Yes. Like, Have you all seen Almost Famous? Yeah. yeah. You know the scene when that plane's going down? Yeah. Classic. And they're all, they, they, that's a perfect example of people have different yeah. reactions. Uh-huh. You know, so, so, like, the main character, he's singing. Laughing, <laughs> Peggy Sue, Peggy yeah. Sue. The bass player confesses that he's been homosexual the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you know he goes, "Fuck right. it, I'm gay" or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then the singer's like, "I slept with your wife," and he's like real scared, holding on. Slept with your wife. That the guitar player guy I slept with your wife. It was just for one summer, but that's such an accurate depiction. I just can't imagine doing that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like so. It this doesn't yeah. you know, and then that that's but the but that's more like he's about to face judgment. But what you're saying is a different side of that spectrum. I feel it's like, like it, the, but why is it the last thing you're saying? Well, maybe, maybe it's not the last. I think I'm just saying like because I think that's common. Reactionary would be like, okay, well, how did I say goodbye to Megan? What's the last thing I did to my kids? And you then we close like, the loop. And then I just want to be like, okay, we and I would probably then go to like they know I love them, and then I would probably go into like. God forgive me for anything I've done. Yeah, that sounds very and then, healthy. And then it would be like, please take care of my family. And then it would be, see ya. That's it. It would be like, that's I feel like nice. it's a, I feel like it's a slow progression of like, like what happened last? How was our relationship? But please help me. Beautiful. And then, yeah, I got that. Take care of my family. That's the way it feels to but me. That sounds like it, a beautiful way. That goes way. hand in hand with confession to me, though. It it kind of is. 
I mean, it's, it feels but like confession it's a, being a specific thing that you did. That let's you've been say you had a dark. To? Let's say you had a dark thing that yeah. none of us knew yeah. about that you had cheated on Megan. Uh huh. Oh, you, I would feel differently for sure. You would it, unbelievably would have to tell her if she didn't know. Right. Yeah, I would feel. But that would be that would be in tandem. In my opinion, if if I had a secret with Allie where I had cheated on her, yeah, I w- my my reaction would be the same. Like, honey, I love you. Like, right. Remember that for the rest of your life. I love you wherever I'm at, yeah. wherever I yeah. end up. It'd be kind of like talking to them. You know and what I'm saying? God, like or something. But I do feel like me. in that, that's if you had a secret, if you had a confession, that would be when you would do it, right? It would feel ne- somewhat. I don't know. If it, I don't think it's necessary, but it would feel appropriate. But why isn't it necessary? Know. That's it what bothers bad, me. It bad, though. That's just like getting some off your chest and burdening uh, uh, them there's a difference for the rest in of their You're saying it's selfish. I, yeah, like if you told your wife you cheat on and that's the time you chose. It, oh, no, that, no, no. Kinda, Sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah. I, I wouldn't tell. I didn't mean it that way. I thought you meant like to pray and ask for forgiveness to God. I, would, no. I understand I to that. say in a, in a generalized way, man, I, you know, f- forgiveness is something I would want or be or confession like I know I didn't I would be, but that's just a self-assessment I'd sure, be doing sure. yeah and it would I, that I mean there's a self-assessment that that's would occur at I'm that saying. time yeah that's what I'm okay saying. yeah th- okay that's what okay in my language I would just simply be doing a self-assessment as part of some process and I'd want to feel that the loop yeah. had closed right. I had closed my loops and is there anything on my like I hope when that moment comes I'm going is, now is there anything on my mind you know versus uh-oh the thing I've been worried about this whole time, like that, right. that I don't under, that's, that's the wild part. But you yeah. know, the, then thinking about and saying, yeah, okay. And then feeling good about that. Or if you were hopefully. in a, if, like in the plane thing, if you were in a room with your friend or yeah. bandmate that you had done something against and you see that person, that is going to, you can't, I don't think you could help, but have that thing come to your mind. Well, I just I'm not, I'm not I see. judging anybody. I'm saying, how could you ever yeah. not confess or enough so you didn't have to be in that fucking situation? You just have to. I mean, I don't like you know. From my point of view, is whatever it is. You, if you, whatever it is, it would be so much better to confess well, because it for now. the because right, for the most right. part, people whatever like us happened. are open book. For the most part, people like us, we do this. But there's a lot of people that don't say anything. Yeah, they're very close. Like that guy that was, you know, the lady that prayed next to me with me. You know, the guy next to her who's her husband didn't say a fucking word to anybody or her. Who knows what kind of shit he's got in his tank. I mean, unbelievable. Like, unlimited stuff that, you know, he's the type of person that that applies to, I think. Right? It's like if you know stuff that you can't say out loud, that, that, to me, that's just, that's, Pain that is a state of pain. When 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 they're on the plane, when they're on the plane and shit goes down, what if there's somebody asleep, like with their AirPods in? Do they wake them up or do they just go just let them? Like, you would you want to be up. woken up no. if you no. knew the plane was going there? Right? No. no. If you were just like out, oh, no, like definitely a, not. Twelve a.m. The plane's going down, and not you, a you chance you don't wake it, up. But you want to wake. Yeah, there's not a chance which you don't wake you up. Which means you don't really but. think that confession thing is that important. You don't think it actually matters what you think and say. You'd rather die in your sleep than confess. Right, because you don't think right. that, No, but I'm just saying you don't really think that what mental process you do in those moments yeah. can have any effect on anything. Yeah. You'd rather die in your sleep. 
That's the proof. I mean, everybody wants to you die of a massive heart attack or brain aneurysm at three in the morning. Why there's yeah. That means they're yeah. not waiting that's on that opportunity that they think or, they need to confess yeah, about. He's laying that's asleep when they're ninety nine years distress. old. Unless you're Toby and you want to die by getting ripped apart by a fucking panther. I want to yeah. confess something, but it's I'm joking. But it fucks with everybody. Like I, I'll go have it ready. The, yeah, the money is hidden under. Yeah, I'm, I'm dead. Well, that's kind of goes or back to what we were you, talking bitch. about a little while back. You know what I always wanted to say to you? Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of Go goes on. back to what we were saying, I think, on the last tour. I don't think it was on the podcast, but it was like how crappy it would be to have to die with a secret that nobody else really knows. Remember we talked about that? You remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that. that would feel but both like of those feel, off your chest feel wrong to me. But I know, I'm just maybe saying. there's something I'm missing, but both of them, or they scare me that it is true and you are going to face feel, judge. I mean, it freaks me out. Like, yeah. You know, like, I know. It, you know. Do you feel bad for the people that you didn't tell a secret to or for yourself? I think it's more for yourself. Yeah, it, it'd be selfish. Like you're, whole, like you're carrying something. It. Isn't it hard? I mean, it, it, just in general, it's hard to keep a secret. Well, yeah. oh, I just don't just do that. In, it's hard to keep a secret. In, That's what I'm saying because n- having something you know that you cannot say is painful. I know. It just simply is painful. And I think it's even hard for people who do live a, a fake life or have a big thing. I think it is hard for them. And then you have to numb a pain. And they just numb it. Right. And then at some point, something might just pull it out. Yeah. Like a, like a distress right. or something. So that's what I was saying. It just feels like if you had to, like if you murdered somebody and nobody ever found out or caught you and then one day you die, I was like, man... Wouldn't you just want to just tell one person before you die? Like, just okay. a random dude, like, hey, I just, I killed somebody. Yeah, you would have that compulsion. 20 and years ago. Here's my instinct on why. It's just because it's um, information that is really, it's the information is supposed to be shared. Like, you're, you have uh, very dense, important information that does matter inside yeah. you. Yeah. And that just doesn't feel right. Like, just like if, you, like if you waste food or waste money there's something that feels wrong about it because it could have been used. So right. like any inform, you know, information is a commodity. Uh-huh. And then you, ha- you know, if you know something that you know, the secret is you're dying to tell it because j- not because it's trivial. Well, that's why I like wonder some too. information fact, you don't have any problem not sharing it, but the information, you know, matters. Yes. You, yes. it's painful to hold it back. Yes. Well, that's uh, why I, I, a lot of conspiracy theories, I can't believe because I, I think, a lot of people who like knew if JFK was assassinated by the government or whatever, on their deathbed, I think you they would have yeah. called a news crew and go, "I have nothing to lose." I yeah, absolutely. The world to, you know, absolutely. you would hear that way more because people can't yeah. hold secrets; they're not good at it. Yeah, and they you would know more. That's the type of level of conspiracy theory to be, in my opinion, the most skeptical of is the one that right. requires the most amount of right. uh, people in cahoots that remain silent keeping it quiet right. and then you start in with well this one was killed or that of course you kill a few people but right the, the larger levels of 9-11 and beyond that would have to be in to do the things to the buildings to the whatever yeah yeah that's you know the only way it might work though is in the alien one with enough distributed inner information siloing on purpose in a very high-end way yeah i mean it is possible that's though. the only way i mean but and there's a spectrum from there to the the ones like the goofy ones but those are, that's how I think of those. Well, you want to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about this tour. We've, we've had a good time on this tour. There's been a couple of interesting experiences that we've had. I don't know how long we want to go into some of that stuff. I but mean, I guess we uh, touched on it a little bit. You know, I mean, you know, we're talking anxiety and things. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, you know. I, I, you know, I have 
crazy generalized anxiety disorder that manifests yeah. with health anxiety. So for the listener, that's like you get fixated on like a one health ailment. Ailment. So mine's like I said before, it's hard or whatever. So before this tour, I had like, I mean, I take an SSRI, which is a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, which is like a anxiety depression drug. I've been on them since I'm 39, so probably 22, and I'm 23, and I've been on the same one. Long. So time. inevitably, that stops. It stops working. You know, it's like anything else. Like eventually, you can't do 10 push-ups forever. Eventually, you can do a thousand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So stop working. And I started having heart palpitations. And I go to the hospital, and they, fa- they saw them on an EKG. It's called a preventricular contraction. Everyone has them. But for some reason, I could feel mine. It's like an extra heartbeat. Your heart doesn't stop or anything. It's like, if you're listening and you've had like a flutter in your chest, you know, like yeah. that, that's a yeah, preventricular. That. Yeah. So I go to the hospital. They refer me to a cardiologist, basically cover your own ass type of thing, get out of here. I go to the hospital four times. I go to the cardiologist. You know, it's a clean right. bill of health. They switch my medication in the middle of the week before the tour to like a stronger SSRI. And it made me like a space cadet, but like a more anxious space cadet, right? So I felt like detached and disassociated, uh-huh. but also more anxious. So I went and saw a psychiatrist the Monday before the tour started on Tuesday. And they switched it again to something mild that I'm on now that's working good, right? Takes a few weeks, but like, right. I'm almost myself, you know? But the morning, I was supposed to leave on Monday for the tour. Fly to San Francisco, spend the night in San Francisco, meet y'all Tuesday at the, at the, at the theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, I decided I'm going to move my flight back to Tuesday morning little soak time going on this medication, see if I can feel a little better. So I get to the airport Monday morning, super early. I was awake all night. I get to the airport and check my bags in, go to the Sky Club, some breakfast, whatever, coffee. And then I start walking to the gate. And in Salt Lake City, the gate is like a mile and a half. Like the gate, it's like a big, long, like Denver, you know, with the moving sidewalks or whatever. I get to the gate and I'm like, can you take my bags off? I'm not going. (laughs) right yeah and and i text randy my manager i'm like i'm not going he's like dude if you stay home and he was right if you stay home it's going to be unbelievable the anxiety right loss of money you're not with your friends right loss of money you're not with your friends and you're just sitting in the house because i had you know i normally write every day but i have the whole week blocked off right for this tour yeah there's no sessions so I go back to the, the gate agent, and I'm like, never mind. I'm going to go. And she's like, well, your bags aren't. <laughs> and my bags that are checked in are like my guitars and my pedal board, my clothes. I'm like, can you put them back on the plane? She's like, no. You have to wait till the next flight. And the next flight got in at noon. So I got to the airport in San Francisco at like 9. And I sat there for three and a half hours. Damn. And then I got my bags and met y'all at 1 o'clock, and that's when the tour started. That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. And we could tell there was something going on. As and soon I as roll you got in. You already looked like, exhausted, and tour hadn't even... I probably looked different tour. than yeah. I do right yeah. now. Yeah. You know hey, what I mean? Exa- he came, well, I mean, he still came in 
where we're on stage and nobody's hardly talking or whatever, he still comes in the room and just starts flagging down everybody and talking as fast as he can about it <laughs> yeah. this week and how he got there just then. So yeah. he looked exhausted, yeah. but you were still, you just came in immediately, had yeah. to say everything like you had. Had to get it all. Yeah, could just come in. Came yeah, again, in. that's back to what we were talking about. Like, I feel like I got to get it out there because, like, you know, and then that night I played and I had played great, felt good on stage, but then. And you physically didn't have much sleep for a couple mm-hmm. days, right? So no. it was like. So that night. I play and I feel better on stage. Yeah. But then I go to bed that night in the hotel and I'm up all night with this like searing headache. And the first few days on a new medication, it's how it is. You know, it's like there's growing pains. Right. Yeah. You know, so 845 in the morning, I hit our group text. Hey, anybody awake? Yep. And I was like, as soon as I read that, I was like, this isn't good. This isn't, <laughs> you don't want to go get coffee and hang. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. So I, I thought I was going home that morning. And then you guys can pick up from there. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe give your insight into that. Yeah. To me, because you and I talked on the phone, because uh, you were in your room, I was in the lobby or whatever. And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? I was trying to be upbeat. And I was, you're, you're like, I think I'm going to go home, man. I just, this is really bad. And, and I was like, oh, shit. And my first thought is, uh, I actually, first thought is, if you go home, that's probably the worst thing that can happen for you overall. You know what I mean? Like, not only, like, you make less money, you got the merch, you got to fly back, now you're sitting at home, like you said, for a week. I just, all these thoughts rushing my head. And the idea of, if you do that, now you have an end to do that next time. You know what I mean? Next time it might be a huge under Oh, you didn't or, say that, or yeah. Might, I know, but all these thoughts, I was like, if, if, he, if he gets here, then he knows he can get here again. And, and that is dangerous for you because you too talented, too good, too fun, all these things. And if you let that one little, if you give it an inch, you'll be able to take it a mile. You know what I mean? Like, you'll be able to convince yourself of missing out on a lot of life. And I was just like, man. So my thought was most anxiety thing might be uh, the show or what I was trying to think, what is the thing that's probably causing it the most? Like, I just don't want to do that. But I did think it's a short drive. And if you can get in the van with us and just cut up a little bit, don't even play the show. Just hang with your folks because, like we said, we, we'll talk our ass off. You can tell us a million crazy thoughts that you're having or whatever, you know, joy, sat with him. We'll, we'll roll with you. You know, I was like, you can talk, talk, to, and you need to talk. Going back home, you wouldn't, you'd feel, you'd probably be more isolated. I know you can talk to your wife, but you might feel like it's a burden or you, she's heard it before. You don't want to put more pressure on her or whatever. You did come home from tour. So I just thought if we can get him in the van, if we can just get him in the van, that's all, let's just at least start there. <laughs> <laughs> back and, back and then, over your head, time up. It got incrementally better from there. I mean, yeah. you don't y'all, y'all don't realize like I don't think there's many like quotation fingers touring outfits that would do that. You know? Yeah. And 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 I love my band and under oath, but not everybody's like that. You know, it's been I've been dealing with this for a long time and it's in it's in phases. Like I'll go a long time, years not even dealing with it and then inevitably like there's triggers you don't know about yeah. you know if you ask me what triggered this whole thing in the last two weeks i have no idea i'm not particularly stressed about any one thing right so it just jumps on you you know what i mean but yeah. it was really it was cool that you guys were like matt said to me it stuck with me we were sitting in these chairs right here and he goes just mile by let's take it mile by mile and I ended up playing. I said that's just as because minute by minute, I don't like that one. 
Yeah, because you spend time. Yeah, because time you you spend it, and you have to sit there and wait, wait. But mile by mile, you're going, you're getting something. You're, you're, you're mo- moving, driving down you're the road. Doing it's, a beautiful, you're going. it's a beautiful thing though, because because of that, because y'all were like, get in the van, yeah. like just get in the van. I think I think one of y'all said, I don't know if it's Toby or, like we'll get you a hotel, when we get there, and you can just no. go there, just chill. Yeah, just yeah. And I ended up setting up my merch and going for a run. Yeah, I had dinner. Like at a Thai place with Katie. Yeah. Like, I had a full normal day. Right. right. But you got to take those first few steps. Right. So the first couple of days did feel like that. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it had to be. That's what I was saying. Like, we didn't care. Selfishly, it's just fun to hang out with you. The shows, I love the shows, but I don't care. Like, if you did, no, you show is the worst you, part of you tour. You need to dropping off yeah. the tour for the shows. That's that part doesn't really bother me. We're just thinking you. And your health and where you're at and what you can, you know, what's actually going on. That's the thing that we all thought immediately. And selfishly yep. continue to hang out because it's just fun. What's the counter, you know, what is the counterfactual thing that would have happened if you go home from the airport that morning? Where would, like, walk me through what the what would have happened oh, I mean, as of t- by now. I wouldn't have had my mind occupied to let my new medication settle some. You know, because the side effects and stuff kind of quit after five or six days. Like, I feel a slight headache in the morning now, and that's it. No more than if I had one glass of wine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's over, pretty much. Like, there's a little stuff that'll come and go for the next week or two, but, like, I mean, you see me. I'm like myself, you know? Yeah. Like, if I would have gone home for those first five days of the medication, I would have inevitably just went to the doctor every day because I had nothing else to do to find out, what's the cause of this? Is this, you know, is this my heart? Is this... My lungs, is there, what's the reason? You know, and, and inevitably it's med- medical medication side effects that, you right. know, half of America But you would have gone to the doctor every day for a different medication side effect, basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, the funny. And never stop thinking about it. And then seeing the tour still go. I mean, then, you know what I mean? And, and then just the watching. I mean, I spent hundreds of dollars yeah. on plane tickets. And I always buy the non-refundable tickets. You know, I fly, right. I, I fly one airline so I could have the credits, but like, and then I had a few thousand bucks worth of merch in your van mm-hmm. right? that I can't fly with. So there would have been that coupled with it too. So yeah. it would have been horrible. But being out here and on a type of tour we're on, I'm selling my own merch and, you know, setting up my own gear and it's not under oath where I don't have to do anything all day. Right. It's like a job. So it inevitably helped my brain. Right. You know. Stay busy. Stay busy. Yeah. yeah, staying busy, that's what I figured, too, would just help. Like, if you go home, you might would even feel, I mean, maybe you wouldn't, but maybe, man, I wish I could have stayed or I let them down. Like, you would have felt some responsibility for the tour. and all. I just think going home would have just been worse for you overall. I don't think people leave. I don't think you lose tickets if I go home. But I think my biggest burden for y'all was, like, I left all my shit in your van and, like, we don't have a trailer. It's already packed. You know, whatever. Right. right. Yeah, I right. think about it. Um you know, to have the, uh, an outside thought for perspective on it, I think about it from the fans' point of view a little bit. Like, just try to think of it like what – because I have this question overall. You see – when you see tours get canceled or shows get canceled, you, you now see people do it for mental health. Like, you, that's a valid cancellation now. Yes. And so that, to me – That's is happening. A, I'm now. actually open. I don't know, have thoughts on what even to think about that. Because, like, if you ha- – there is 
and it, like there's the logistics there and the stuff you're talking about, and then of course there's the show quality or whatever, which I think's really yeah. interesting too because it's part it is part of the show that people are anticipating to come to, and so there's like a total amount of frustration that people is in the world about something people were anticipating that now it doesn't there's a you know what I mean there's a total amount of frustration that people have that they don't get to do the thing they thought they were going to get to do and it's not a big deal for any one person that this one thing you know what I mean but nonetheless that all is like a total balance like you feel that as some por- form of pressure I think as a performer yeah. that you, there are totally. people even each person's one little oh, okay you didn't get to see one thing tonight out of a good show or whatever but still you know so that's like you've had to feel that weight and then you know but what is the fans really supposed to feel like on mental health cancellations because you know that that language being out there gives so many um like put it put it this way how many uh going over to people's houses for dinner has not happened because people had symptoms or covid like that excuse is there and so you it gets used all the time so people that are having drama with their band and people that are doing this or tickets that aren't selling well, and then people are say mental health, that's on the table. I was almost scared to say I was almost scared to say what you just said. I'm just saying that's all I, I don't have any a lot of on that, but what how, how think about that it. people are saying mental health for. Oh yeah. Mental health is real, dude. I mean you right. guys just it's saw gotta it. be a valid reason to cancel because you you know, in a way. But it is healthier. It in this particular case, it seems like the healthier thing was to go through with it. Do you know what I mean? But if you couldn't, you couldn't. And that's totally should be understandable. Here's what's weird to me, and this is what I've been thinking about a lot, and y'all tell me what you think about this. Here, let me have it. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of camps, if I would have been on tour with, it would have told me to go home. Would have told you to go home? Yes. Oh, for your... For my health. Oh, okay. That's probably where we're... Yeah. Me, we're wacky then. But yeah, I, I agree with me still. I agree with you. <laughs> no, but I'm saying there's, there's only two camps that I know of they would be like, stay out there. It'll be better for you, even though you look like a ghost right now and you're ill. Because other people would think, oh, that's selfish because you just want to go do the business and you don't care about the person, but he really needs to just go rest. Yeah, yeah mental, I just don't mental, believe Mental that. health yeah. isn't, isn't compartmentalized. It's spaghetti noodles, Yeah. right? Yeah. It's all touching one another. Yeah. And the diagnosis of it and, and what helps that ailment for one individual yep. is never the same as the other individual. Because paper would say, common sense almost would say, this dude started a new medication on a tour. That's fucking nuts. No one should do that. Right. Like, go home and sort it out. But when when people know you and you trust those people, you know, if you have people that really care about you, and I think that's the thing with mental health that people don't talk about enough. And not to make it too serious on it's all over today, but like... If you have people that love you and care for you, they're going to know how to diagnose you better than the, the medical people a lot of times. But that feels like rubbing salt in the wound to people that don't have anybody. I, so it's like, oh, well, you just need well, tons of people around you that care no, my, and love my, you. No, and, no, I mean, no, no, no. My next sentence, though, was like, it. seek help. Like, if you have that thing, because a doctor a lot of times, they can prescribe you medication, but the people that, the people that are around you, so maybe you need a therapist, maybe you need... Those are the people that can yeah. really help you navigate the spaghetti noodle mess of mental health. Because my spaghetti noodle mess was not to go home and let the medicine settle in. The best right. thing for Aaron Gillespie is to start a new medication on tour with Emory and have them make fun of him 
for five days <laughs> until it's no. I'm serious though. Somebody else might it doesn't sound good. <laughs> well, you put it that way. But somebody else, way, get the make, doctor make to write that up. This is actually a cry for help. We have boundaries. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what I'm saying though. Like yeah. somebody, somebody else in another band might need their band to sit down and go. We see you. We love you, and we're going to yeah. take the financial hit, and we're going to all go home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why it's difficult. Like, you can't just prescribe a head med and go, all right. Yeah. Well, I would say this, too. I think one, one of the things you're saying is, I think because we know you well, uh, I would, like, if you would have been, like, uh, really adamant or in a even a worse headspace, I would have never said, I would say, I mean, we, would under, we understood going home isn't bad, but it might not be as good as even staying. Like, so let's just, what if you stayed for four more hours, you know, one more hour, whatever it might be. And I think you're right. And the other thing about you, which I resonate with and a lot like that, when I am alone, when I do pull back, I'm so loud in my head and I start saying some crazy stuff because it's just me talking to me and I'm wild. And when Toby starts talking to him, we start having a, that conversation gets farther. <laughs> That's and exactly farther what I mean. Farther. Yeah. yeah. So like people don't. Like what I'm trying to say is like as a PSA, yeah. like don't isolate yourself, right. right? Unless you need to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's the thing. It's like for me, like I talk 90 miles a minute. So when I'm in my head, Aaron is. Yeah. If I'm it, a creative it, motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's almost really seems that you have a is a dialogue and is it dialogue then? Is it dialogue? I, I do. Do, I do, do as you well. mind if I explore that? Well, yeah, in your head? please. Yeah. Um, you're saying that you start to talk yourself and you're, you know, is it a back and forth? For me. I'm, or is it just a monologue? For me, my no, I have like a conversation with Toby. Right. And, and I'll say, this is happening. Like, like uh, this chest pain is worse than you think. And then the and other then Toby goes, then the other Toby's like, what? yeah, but you know, you've had this before. Don't be, you know. But then I go, yeah, but. And then both of them start, you know, kind of, and, and the. Maybe the more hypochondriac one wins or something because he proves it or, you know, like I start validating things. And that's one of the things I thought even with Aaron, like he because he is so, you know, such an audible person in every way. He needs to get that stuff out. Like it's not a burden. We're not trying to burden people. But if I know if I tell you guys, hey, listen, my heart's acting really weird right now. Y'all will have a more rational response. Right. Now, also, yeah. what I think he needed and what I need too, y'all still will validate us. Like. I wanted Aaron to know, I validate, you are exhausted, dude. You, you did change your message. All these things that you're saying, these things are real. Now, if those things are real, are they enough for you to leave or whatever? Like, I, you know, I know you're worried about maybe having something really wrong with you or whatever, but we have no diagnosis of any of that. But the things that are real, like being exhausted, you know, whatever it might be, those might be enough to go home. But if they're not, maybe you stay a few more hours or something like that. So I, I, when I say something out loud to y'all – I know y'all yeah. have a rational response, and y'all might go, "What are you talking about? This, this, and this." You know what I mean? Like, it, uh -huh. you know, you 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 would tell me a real thing, like you would in any mind state I'm in, right? So, so it calibrates, right? You. So okay. I and might the, be acting, I might be elevated and not in the best mind state, but y'all can still treat me like yeah, Toby. that's an external right. anchor yeah. to reality. Right. I dialogue my yeah. my dialogue is the same way. It's it's back and forth. I read this online, but you know deep down that's a, a anxiety, bro. Yeah. Cardiologist told you you were good. Yeah, yeah. But like it's happened. Right. Like I've read yeah. it before about this guy that had a heart attack. Yeah. He was 21 years old. And, and that flutter just happened. So, motherfucker, I'm talking to, to the other Toby. You felt that too. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you, you, have have to, you felt it. that too. Yeah. So, and if I'm you not, don't get I'm it out crazy. in the open, 
Right. Usually, usually yeah. the lizard brain wins. Yeah. Yeah. So my way that that sounds to me is that you guys both do that externally as well. But when you have another dialogue partner, you know, like I told you last night, you are are antagonistic, and you or you said maybe you said you're antagonistic. Use that word. Yeah, I do. Okay. So you are antagonistic by your nature because you test, you go, you go up one. You know, you're just pushing. You're finding the boundary. I think all, you know, at least the three of us do that naturally. I just want to find it, know where that boundary is. It's a line. And so yeah. uh, that's antagonism's function, and then you cool it when you get there if you're doing it right. Yeah, you know I, I mean? I, right. the thing that you but have it, that I don't have is you don't, you have some kind of confidence or a little bit less self-awareness so you can always be you. Like when we were at House of Blues yesterday, we're in that elevator, and it only lasts like seconds, but Aaron is like... <laughs> Get me off this thing. This thing's stuck. Get me off. And he, all these out loud to guys, everybody, yeah. at first, are starting to laugh, but he's not stopping. He's yeah. like, I'm going out first. I'm sorry. I'm going out first. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a and, fucking metal <laughs> freight murder elevator. But all these the guys. Like that. We're not in an elevator at fucking TGI Fridays. This I was know. terrible. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so fun. You didn't, like, hold back at all. Yeah. You don't hold back. And I, I would have been like, oh, no, I don't want, I, I think, I don't want that crew guy over there to think I'm. I get in my head that way too. Like yeah, I get I don't really have that. you don't have you can't afford to do that. Let's, or if I I'm carrying if I worry about how I look to other people, mind. you can't afford to. I I right. will die. Right. Like so actually, that's what the antique. So when you I have that's the thing I don't have. But, I wish I had that. But you but you're typically feeling that that the desire to do that. Yeah. Also, but what you really want to do is test it, get everything. You know. Yeah. And I feel the desire to go the other way. Okay, but when you don't have people, strangers friends, anything, if it's just, if you're in it, you're still going to do that process, but it's going to be in your head. Yeah. So now who are you being antagonistic to? Yourself. Yeah. So that's like, do you know what I mean? That process is, you know how you go in a a room full of fools and think they're fools? If if you're the only person in the room, you're still going to, you're still that way. That's true. It's just the room is only inside your head at that point, but you still act that way to yourself. It's so strange. It's very strange. Like, you're trying to one-up yourself. Yeah, but what if? You know, you're, like, you're arguing with yourself until you get so far away. That is interesting to think about. Like, I was thinking about our band and friend group. Like, everybody, I know maybe this sounds cheesy. I'm trying to think of a better way to say it. But every everybody kind of plays their own chord. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, uh, and, and somehow we're in the same key. I go with. You know uh, what I'm saying? I think yeah. that way, but the way, if I may on the language, I say we're more of a frequency. And then they're yeah. harmonic frequencies that make a chord. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chords, yeah, yeah exactly. You have disharmony. And, and a lot of and a lot and of groups advice. and a lot of detail to do it that way. Yeah. But like this group has a tonality. It's a yeah. it's a it's a nice complex chord like a C major seven yeah, yeah. sharp four. Yes. It's, you yes. know, that's but what it works it, like, and you know. it's pretty. And, yeah, but you know yeah. if I mean? you like, get the wrong note in it, it's, it's bad. I mean, but a lot of those have dis. I mean, the dissonance in a lot of group in groups and bands. That's real noticeable. Then you have to get rid of that distance. That's true. Then Some of it's bad. On. Some of it's yeah. just bad. Like with, like with Joel, our original bass player, he yeah. was playing a note that we couldn't just get in key with. Yeah. Here's right. a real world example. Yeah. That I I I I noticed about us. We're not in the same band, but our friend, we're we're the same. We're right. the same frequency. Yes. yes. When we're on tour, mm. none of us sit in the dressing room all day. None of us. Right. We're out doing stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? Like in the sprinter. In the you know, sprinter. Right. Talking to people. There are bands. There are people in my band under oath that's, well, bus 
their own agenda, dressing room, they're never out and about. You see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a great example. Like, oh, yeah. That's just dissonance. That's different yeah. types of people. You know, there's, you can have one or two dissonance, right? But you got to kind of have a collective thing going. You do. You know yeah, what but I mean? that's the same in an office building or any like anywhere you're with people. You're making a chord. There is a chord. We're going being to the marquee played. today, right? Yeah. And in my band, nobody would go to the marquee and stay in the venue dressing room ever. And under oath, everyone yeah. will walk across the river and, and separate. It, some well, some of us well, hey, we have clicks, yeah, yeah, you know, which is another yeah, podcast. Yeah. But like, we'll go across the river and sure. all go do something. There's many bands that don't want to be seen by their fans or whatever. Right. So you never see them. Like, and that's strange to me. Yeah. But somebody else, maybe even someone on the tour we're on, thinks it's weird that I, like, sell my own merch and, like... Oh, yeah. Like, want to talk about Matt's guitar with him for two hours on stage. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a great real-world example of those frequencies and how they go together or don't. Now, speaking of the marquee, didn't you say you had a story, or can you share that? I have an amazing story about the Marquee Theater. And we're going to the Marquee in Phoenix tonight, last show of the tour. So, so the Marquee is like kind of in no man's land. Yeah. It's on a river. If you go to the edge of the parking lot, there's a river there. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. There's like on a park, and there's like sailboats and shit in that river. It's like a, 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 like a recreational space. Yeah. Uh-huh. In 2009, we were on tour with Every Time I Die, Under Oath was. And I don't know who, I think the Chariot was on that tour, but I can't remember. Maybe Acidies Burn. Every time I die, was no, it wasn't any. It was Poison the Well. Every time I die, Under Oath, and an opener that I don't remember. There's a huge bridge over that river. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. You walk over you that bridge, and on the other side of that bridge is AZU. Yes. And there's all the restaurants, cool stuff down over there. So I told you, we always walk over there. Yep. So we walk over there, and we had this merch guy named Tyler with us. Russ Hickman's with us, and Tim is out there too. And they start daring each other to jump in that river off that bridge. It's like 30 or 40 feet. Pretty high. high. So Tyler, the merch guy, who lives in Utah, doesn't tell anybody he can't swim. He thinks, and I don't know what he thought. Like, I think he thought it was shallow. Which makes no sense to jump 30 feet. I mean, just idiot. (laughs) Like, so he jumps off. And you got to remember... This is like kind of scene kid day. So everyone has sneakers on. Yeah. Jeans. You ever tried to swim in a pair of jeans? It's not fun. I mean, you got to be in good health. Yeah. But this Tyler kid jumps off this bridge. And the bridge is like 30 feet. And we're all cheering and whooping and yelling. And immediately, I'm, seconds after he gets in the water, he starts screaming, I can't swim. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's when he decided to let everybody know. And it is a swim to the yeah. shore. Yeah. You've seen that river. It's yep. not a creek. It's a river. The last time I was there, it was actually kind of dried up. But, you know, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like, it's 100 yards. Yeah. Football field to the fucking shore. Tim jumps in after him. Tim, we're from Florida. Yeah. We yeah. can all swim. Right. I run to get help off the bridge. I'm calling 911 on my cell phone, sprinting to a business, but the bridge is like a quarter mile. Yeah, it's big, big. long. I'm sprinting, help, screaming. And you're thinking, and your mind at that point is, save a life, like life on the line, for real, for For real. For real, for real. Like not, this is not anxiety at this point. This is, when something's real, the anxiety goes away. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. this is life or death. I'm sprinting, 
Russ Hickman jumps in after Tim because once Tim gets in the water, what a drowning person does yeah, is pull that the down. fuck out of the savior. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tim jumps in, gets his ass kicked. They're both now in the middle of the river and they're both drowning. Now they're both drowning. Tim is drowning too because Tyler is beating Just Tim up. Just climbing on him and everything. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Russ jumps in and manages to save them both. Tim kind of floats on his back. I'm back by this point. Tim floats on his back and gets himself to the shore. Russ saves Tyler. By the time they get to the shore, they have all ingested so much of this water that they're deathly ill. The ambulance comes, takes Tyler to the hospital, takes Tim to the hospital, and I can't remember if Russ went or not because he was in the water the least amount of time. But for four or five days, these dudes threw up for four or five days because they wow. ingested all this water. Tim just played shows and puked in a bucket. And... But the Tyler guy, remember, we didn't have merch guy for four or five days. And it was like the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me on tour. It was real. Good like Chris Lord. broke his hand on tour once and it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, you know, we, we taped it up and took him to the hospital and he went home. And right. had, he had to have surgery. So he had to go home. But this was like, the dude almost died. Tim almost died. Like Tim. That's crazy. Like literally, I remember Tim telling me in the back lounge, like Tim bounced back a little quicker because he wasn't in the, he didn't drink, drink as much water. He was like, I thought I was dying. And whenever I go to the marquee now, that's all I can think about. That's wild. Like, I can't remember the shows, but that shit was just, damn. Mm. Like, unbelievable. That like, is so crazy. I'm glad I wasn't there. But I, would, I have that thought all the time of with bridges. Like, I'm obsessed with that, that impulse to jump off the bridge. And, like, I think about that all the time. Like, I, I'm always thinking, whenever I'm on a bridge, I think, who's going to fall in here and am I going to jump? Like, that, every time I'm on a bridge, I'm already in my mind saying, if that little girl goes on there, I'm you know, I'll jump. I, I'm not going to jump. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not playing it up. Like, we should take a picture and post it yeah. on socials for the pod. Yeah, like, we'll be there. It's yeah. unbelievable. That impulse is super weird. See how it's far like, it is. Yeah, we yeah. should do that. But yeah. think of how strong the impulse to want to jump off the bridge is yeah. for him to, you know, it's like people are like, I'll give you 20 bucks, give you 40 bucks. It's like, you'll do it. And like, he didn't even know how to swim. But here's the weird thing. It, like, like, we grew up in Florida in the water. We've jumped off shit all the time. If yeah. Tim and I would have jumped, this wouldn't be a story. It'd be, it'd be fine, yeah. It, we would have maybe drank some nasty-ass water and, like, thrown up or something at the worst-case right. scenario. We would have swam to shore and laughed at each other about who made a bigger splash. Right. But that one variable made it, to, made it almost killed Tim, who's, the, like, one of my closest, the closest person to me in my life. That's you crazy. know what I mean? Like, unreal. The marquee. And it's always 105 degrees. Tyler still work for y'all? Yeah, what did he say after? Fuck no, that was his last tour. That was it. Y'all were like, that was it? Yeah. yeah. Did anybody ever say to him, "Why, well, didn't, I you, mean, why his, didn't you tell us?" Yeah, what's I don't. Deal I don't remember <laughs> like why we didn't like. I mean, we're still friends with him. Like, yeah, I, he yeah. lives like twenty minutes from me. I don't know. We just never. I, you don't. You don't like when it, when it's something's that life or death. You're not going to be like, "How come oh, you didn't no. tell us what you should or shouldn't do?" <laughs> Shame right. on I mean, you. At that point, the dude's breathing air and above ground, so I'm like, whatever. Like. I think I might have said at some point, like, years later, like, because he comes to every show in Utah. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you tell us you couldn't, you know, joking around or whatever? It, right, it's right. weird because that story makes me think of just all the stories and stuff that are around. It's like, if you do enough miles, you know, sure. you're going to see some shit. You know, like, you oh, had the yeah. one where there's that guy broke, uh, there's a guy broke his leg and Lunsford broke his leg. You know, there's a, because that one with the x-ray, that guy that was driving your, that, that yeah. time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just, you know, we were in a snowstorm. We had a guy I mean, driving a van because we didn't want to rent a truck. We had an old van and trailer, and he ran, went head on with a semi. And that was while we were in Nebraska in the middle of nowhere. And it was a blizzard, a whiteout blizzard. So he was following our bus with our lights in it. We just had lights in a van and trailer. And he went head on with a semi. And what we didn't know is that morning he'd already spun around and like, like dented in the van, but they just kept, we just kept trucking. We're in the middle of fucking nowhere. And we, they take him to the hospital. And the way his leg was broken so bad that they couldn't jostle him too much or it would, it would hit his, there's an artery in your leg that's like yeah. your biggest artery in your body. Mm. Yep. And if you nick that artery, you have like five minutes to live or something. Like it's quick. You bleed out right. so fast. So they took him to the nearest hospital. It was really close, but it was like a podunk country hospital. And I'll never forget this. We're in the lobby of this ER, and you can hear him screaming in pain. And I remember asking a nurse. We're all in there in our pajamas. It's a blizzard. And I'm like, can you give him something for the pain? They're like, we've given him the largest dose of morphine you can, we can give him. There's nothing we can do. And at that point, the trucker that hit him head on comes burst this big, fat, sweaty trucker comes bursting through the doors of this hospital. Did I kill him? Did I kill him? Oh, wow. I'll never forget You were there? That. You heard we that guy say there. that? Wow. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I didn't know uh, that. Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he dead? That's what he kept saying. Not did I kill him. Is he dead? Oh, and, that and, is crazy. And they're like kind of standoffish with the trucker. It was weird. Like the administrative people were like, we need your insurance and we need your like CDL license. It was all this stuff. And then... Because of the nature of this fracture, he had to have emergency surgery. And they couldn't take him via helicopter, which is what he needed, to Omaha. Because of the blizzard. Because of the blizzard. Helicopter couldn't. So they had to, like, super carefully drive him five hours Oh God! To Omaha. Through a snowstorm. Through a, and it, listen, when I say it was a whiteout, yeah. we canceled it. We yeah. were on tour with ABR. And, and us. us. And we y'all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was us. And, rem- and we parked. At a hotel and made a bar out of one room and stayed there for five days. That's what we did. Yeah. So we were yeah. so we got separated there. We were driving yeah. in our bus. Yeah. I remember texting you guys and saying, "Y'all want to come drink with us?" And you were like, "We are not leaving." Yeah. Yeah. Right. We went. We stayed. We went to and it was so cold. So driving in that day, it was um. That you was guys like, made it to the city. No, we didn't. We were behind. Oh. Us. You got farther else, than yeah. us. We were oh. behind. So we were trapped two days behind everybody. ABR yeah. and y'all had made it with the bus drivers, and we were driving ourselves, so we were slower. So we got stuck farther behind in Iowa, and we stayed at a riverboat casino. We made it. We went. So we much had, better. We had to go like yeah. four hours to go like 40 miles just to get there, and it was like, it was, it was the steering wheel grippingest. White. Time. white and it was, just, it was just go, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. All the seats white, all the seats white, all the seats white. Yeah. They keep going. It's like you're going 10, 15. It's like, is that the road? Are we on the road? Is there a road? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, all the way to it, and we made so it to scary. this casino. You know what's wild about that? I just was thinking this. Like, it's fun to talk about that now. And I have no anxiety about that whatsoever. Isn't that weird? That that's weird. the, that's the, the level time, of intensity you have as a, a good match for that. So that's the appropriate. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the amount of intensity you have is for those situations. Yeah. Right. So and it's not that anxiety is not there. He's totally fine. He lives that. in Nashville. He's great. Wow. But it was, I mean, it was... And we left the, the bus on the, for, the, we were there for three days, and we just left it on because it wouldn't start if we turned it off because it was so cold. We even left. We canceled three shows, and yeah. we even left on that fourth or fifth day, whatever it was, because we had one day off. I think it was five days. We stayed at a hotel, and they had like, we got two hotel rooms. They left the bus on. We made a bar. It was so stupid. We made a bar, and then like the hotel was the only place to eat. Right. Yeah, like everything was closed in the, where we were. 
and they ran out of food on like the last day we were there. And we were like, we have to leave now. Like we have to play the shows, number one. But number two, we have to leave. There's no more food here. And we even left. And I remember Ray driving the bus and it's still being white for like three or four hours. And we all looked out the window the whole time. Like it wasn't, no one was going to bed. No. It was like midnight when we left and we were all just like, like pinged eyes, like on the road, like unbelievable. Yeah. And that state has to be similar to that airplane state where everybody's focused at the same time. You know, that energy. Yeah. Like you said, when the energy went up and that, like, I what, did it get quiet yeah. or whatever? But it that was one, silent. But that one is, that's the, that's the one that's not so bad. Like the one we're talking about on the plane, that's so bad. It's so dark. That's so, like all those people trapped in the two. Like that's, that's terrifying. But the one where you're in the bus watching the snow, watching Ray do it, that one's kind of fun. Yeah. Right? It's fun to talk that's, about now. I mean, that yeah. is kind of, in that's moment, not so. I forgot y'all were there, too. In the moment, yeah, navigating that is Who was the opener? Fun. It was us. Uh, us. Us, then us, ABR, ABR, then you then guys. You. There was another band, I swear. Maybe. I don't know. Y'all wouldn't remember. have played first. Everybody was out. Well, it was just first of, there might have been of four, those yeah. three. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. That's wild, right? Like, yeah. the bad stuff that happens on tour, like, it's never like this anxiety stuff we're talking about on this tour. It's always you click into, like, fight mode. Yes. Like, fix-it mode. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And then that guy, the truck driver, he just was, they told him, like, who who let him feel better? Like I don't know. I don't remember. I remember him just leaving, and we were there, and Zach didn't want to see any of us. He's like, I don't want to see anybody. Whoa. Yeah. And I think that was a bit of, like, if I had to guess, it was like, you made me drive this I had to drive this. That, yeah. Yeah. And I remember that. We, I remember that yeah, morning. bad. Breaking up, like Ray being like, I lost Zach. I can't see him. I don't know where he is. We're still moving. Ugh. And then we passed the wreck. Because like, they had lost each other, but yeah. he had gone ahead. And we, and we passed the wreck. Tons of police and oh, ambulance, and it was insane. And we pulled, like, 100 feet behind the wreck. And I remember our tour manager getting out in his underwear and running through the snow and coming back. And I remember that. And this is the most traumatic thing I think that's ever happened on the tour. We had to go to the junkyard to clean out that van to get, like, our, our merch and lights and stuff. And you and saw his bone. <laughs> no, there was, there was blood everywhere. Oh, God. Ugh. Like, on the windshield and the steering wheel. And that's the weirdest thing that I've ever seen on tour. Like, that feeling. Of Your like, van. A van y'all had. Our van. It was the last van we ever had. We hadn't yeah. used it in years, but we had kept it up. Yeah, you know, that's, like, that's really, a, like... I could see the attachment I have to each of the vehicles we have is non-trivial. Do you know what I'm saying? Like our yeah. first van that we had, the one when we left it, you know, we have pictures of when we left it and what happened. To it, you know, it's this whole story and everything like that. But yeah. you know, and if to, to and see blood in that like would splattered be really blood. meaningful. Yeah. Like it was wild. Yeah, that'll stick with you. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing I remember most about it. So wild. Yeah, shit happens. It's like. Those two are things that happen. You don't remember, like, you know, you, I, we talk about this all the time, but you don't remember the good times on tour. I know. Like that show we played two days ago in L.A. that was so good. Yeah. So crowded. I remember it right now because we just did it. But, like, on the next leg of the tour, yeah, I remember this anxiety thing, and it'll be funny. Well, I mean, that's the thing, too, and we don't have to talk about it now, but Matt has a crazy story that we might talk about in part due, maybe. Yeah, let's talk about it in um, part due. Let's, uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's crazy because um, – if you had written down everything fairly significant that happened on tour yeah. for the past 20-plus years, it would be a 50-page book 
Wouldn't it? I oh, mean, it would just, just be. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Like, I was just thinking about all the experiences that you can't remember now hardly, or it's like, maybe well, unbelievable. You know, though, I mean, some people, I think some people do, you know, are diligent and have journaled. and yeah, done, I, right. I think there's more, there's probably some people yeah, out there done that, who have. Um, and I even I know that Joel did early did on, some, yeah. did and I wanted to see if we could get his journals because oh, yeah, cool. he was record keeping. He actually yeah. did it. Yeah, he, he was some. doing it, and I did it. It's a fun thought to think. That you, well, you I actually, got a notebook one time and did like I can't write or anything, you know what I mean. Like, but one time so I, when, it was when we were first going to Cornerstone. So it was when, and um yeah. and I did it for like the first those two weeks when we were in that first bus. And I found that thing. So I mean, if I if I read it to you or show it to you, it will blow your mind. Wow! And, and each day, I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's all this stuff that I happened." Promise you. And the thoughts I was writing down yeah. were just ridiculous. Every I mean, if single I, if I, day. If I read it, you'll die. You'd be but. surprised because you go through a day and you don't think anything super crazy happened, or you're not expecting right. anything crazy happen tonight. But there's always multiple things that you're like, "Whoa, that's." I mean, you know, right. what I mean? every yeah. single day. Well, guess what? We're gonna be able to make more of those on the next tour Woo! leg. Of this tour, we're going to be headed to Texas, and we'll go, of course, be with Norma Jean O'Sleeper and Aaron Gillespie, uh, and Salt Creek, Salt Creek, which I thought was a steakhouse in in Greer. Salt Grass <laughs> is a been? steakhouse chain. Oh, Salt Grass. Okay. September fourteenth, Tulsa, Oklahoma. September fifteenth, Dallas. September sixteenth, San Antonio. Seventeenth, Houston, and September eighteenth. Austin, Texas, baby. I'm a ha- yeah, baby. And Joe Rogan is coming to the show. He texted me. Yeah, he me. texted us. So I don't know, but we but, but sure. we're gonna pe- have people out there booing him, hey, so that we don't look. Hey, bad. Katie, I need uh, McConaughey plus one on the list. Yep. For Austin. I forgot he lives there. Him and Rogan together, unbelievable. All right, what pretty else amazing. We got? Um, also, we're gonna we got an awesome fest. It's the Is for Lovers Fest. So uh, Kansas is for Lovers is on August. 27th. That's very soon. Denver, Colorado, August 28th. And then Cincinnati, Ohio on September 10th. Um, the ticket link is in the bio. Come see us. Those will be some good festivals. And there's even going to be like, y'all are going to be in a dunk tank. So you could throw a baseball at Matt I cannot or Devin. wait. Are you going to do it? You're <laughs> yeah. going to be in the dunk tank? I know. Oh, yeah, I, I have would to. love it. We Matt's told so JT. We I, I would like, have Matt to. I, love to do yeah, that. He'll make him so me. happy. That's my, that's, <laughs> that is how I that's think why you were of born. my, I promise you that. Yeah. One concept of a dunk tank <laughs> is how you what, feel about yourself. That is how I feel about myself. That is exactly. I mean, I'll get the attention. So fulfilled. I'm gonna be in there. It like laughing. And you like water. And it's, fully and it's just a good. It's high intensity yeah. for me. Yeah. And I'm getting a lot of attention. I'm giggling. <laughs> there's water. I'm about to go in, and I'm the fool. Yeah. And you I'm love the fool. It. I mean, you that's love just, it. That's just your dream. I'm totally Dunk entertained. Tank Carter, right there. Yeah. I have, uh, I have all the elements. Actualized. I have a couple. September second, Under Oath is at Rock, Oklahoma. Hell yeah, yeah. Which is like one of those rock fests. September the ninth, Under Oath is at Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Our neck of the woods. That's a good one. Yeah, and then October first, I am back in Arizona at Riot Night, which is like an emo night type thing. Cool. Uh, and then one last one. Uh, Under Oath is it Aftershock uh, on October 8th. So you at Emo Night is, if just if everything just was the way it is, that could be your retirement plan, your value that you could bring I, to I, 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 I mean, 
like you know financially what I mean? that, it could, that's, financially only did that financially it could work but i would not be satisfied i need more of a no long, I, I know i'm just saying but, you only play two songs but it would be possible maybe for three. the current trajectory for you to have a full-time job and make enough money to totally live in everything that was simply to do that regularly sure and that would be totally yeah but i be, would be, be miserable yeah of course i mean i completely understand like but that's that's fascinating that that not that i exists. hate the emo night thing but i do think that like the short form thing isn't sustainable for me. Right. Yeah, you know, financially be, yeah. it's awesome, but like you play That's two to three songs. That it exists. It's huge. It's I've done some that have five thousand people at them. Good God. That's crazy. And you're worth so much at it. Like your value there is just simply gonna continue to exist and you can just if you I ever want to get it, you can just get it because it is already I mean you're tied there. to that era. Like you're, I, yeah. what the value yeah. you bring to one of those rooms is like you do a song or whatever, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that's I mean, just that opportunity. You play like a boy brush red or reinventing your exit, and it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, oh. it's better, better than it is at these shows. And you see the reactions they get at these shows because they came to do right. that to do that, like collective these, karaoke. I mean, and you I see mean, all the people sing at these shows, which is awesome. But they're here to see Norma Jean and Emery. Yeah, you know, they're collective in the sense where they know what that is. But when they're there for that, it's wild. I'm sure it's it's equal to an under oath show. That's wild. Where everyone's there yeah. and paid $40 to see that song. And it's, you know, and, they, and it's that way for every song they play. Like, DJs yeah, played My Chemical Romance and Take yeah. It Back Sunday. Right. And, like, it's wild. Like, that's a whole thing. That's crazy. Yeah, man. What else we got? It's funny that your legacy might could be something in the music and historical, and mine will be dildos, yeah. cock rings. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll be on stage, but present, you know, the AVN Awards. Or, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> that's what's good about Mary Supply. There's no porn on the site, Ooh. my friend. You can shop and feel pretty confident what you're looking at. You know, if, you know, you didn't, it, no porn, discreet shipping. And if you, <laughs> if you use code all over, you get 10% off at Mary Supply. Uh, we have a very awesome selection of products and even curated boxes and uh, it's just getting better and better over there. So, yeah, so use uh, code all over for ten percent off there. And then um, we got some recent clubbers here, right? Oh wait, I'm supposed to say too. Join Emeryland, of course. Uh, if you go to emerymusic.com, that's where you can join. The best way to stay connected is to opt into texts, and uh, you get part due, which is getting ready to come up. Uh, and you get the Emery catalog, all the new stuff. We got a little EP that's going to Emeryland very soon, very soon. Um, so join now. If you want to hear more of this podcast, you get a whole nother episode later. So, um, all right. Yeah. Oh, the clubber names. We got to read those. Oh yeah. Um, I don't have any. Uh, they didn't give me any. Oh, I was looking forward to that. That's Nothing special. Sucks. I don't have anything special. Um, is it not there? Um, what something about what their hypochondria is? Oh over? yeah. Most anxious about. Yeah, what they're most anxious, what they confess they on the airplane. In, yeah, that makes sense. Is you know most hey, hold on, look at my archived emails real quick. Was it airplane confessions? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's a good one. We should do that. <laughs> you should be <laughs> trying to type what? Huh? He's trying to type what? He's trying to transfer information from the email okay. we received to the thing that he's reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, still, yeah, 
hard to find it's hard <laughs> the email. Yeah. Must be way back it's in your deep. archives. It's deep. Yeah, it might have and looking very deep. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're talking what page are you on? All right. Okay, what now they didn't send in the, the, the sicknesses that they're afraid of, but they sent in the the symptoms that make them think they might be a hypochondriac. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, 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 they, yeah. This is a symptom that they have that lets them know. Hypochondriactic symptoms. Yes, yes, Hondri- yes. Can somebody read the names for me? Do you have those? Oh, because yeah. I'm, me or Matt I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I get I'm, what you're I'm saying. trying to look at what they're doing. Give me just a second, if you don't okay. mind. Um, I'm also looking back here. He's going there. Okay, I got going. the first names, actually, okay. while you're getting pulling up. Okay. Jason Fields. And he says he thinks he uh, might be a hypochondriac because he regularly checks himself for any sign of illness. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. How about Taylor? Is it Makers? It looks like Makers, yep. but spelled like Acres. Yep. He said he is fears anything from a runny nose to a gurgle in his gut that it's a sign of serious illness. True. Okay. Same. Any, anything. That's anything. A, you know that. I get it. Number three, Jack Collins. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. Just read it. Yeah, they wrote it. They wrote it. Damn it. Making frequent visits to their doctor. Good. That is good. I've never done that. No, you've never done that. I don't, oh All right, boy. next one. Aaron Felker. Oh, wow. Um, talking excessively about their health. Okay. No, <laughs> that doesn't happen uh-uh. at all. No. All right, is that last one? Colin Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write this. I can't yeah. believe it. Why would they Unreal. say that? I cannot believe that this is exact. Huh. This isn't in, in. May focus on just one thing, a certain disease. <laughs> <laughs> a certain body part, for example, <laughs> like their heart or lungs. <laughs> <laughs> or they may fear any disease or might become focused on a trending disease. <laughs> Right there. <laughs> Does it feel better to oh, know boy. that you have a disease? <laughs> oh my God! You are not alone. <laughs> oh man! Oh my good. God! It doesn't. It doesn't Ooh, matter though. None man. of it matters because it's all matters. over. Boy. See y'all later. All right. Let's take a pee break. We'll be yeah, back. come join us over at Emeryland for part two.